0: Hey, Chris from the Mighty Decibel here. Welcome back. This episode, we're returning to our uh, discographies by the decade series. Uh, And specifically, we're going to be looking at the Mighty Motorhead. Uh, So we're talking about five decades of recordings here, uh, monumental tasks. So I've uh, asked uh, Jeff, our uh, uh, Mighty Decibel scribe, to return to help us uh, with this effort. Uh, Welcome back, Jeff. Hello. So you must be pretty excited. This is your uh, favorite band of all time, from what I understand?
1: That is absolutely
0: correct. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, since we have five decades, let's just uh, jump right into it. Uh, so the rules engagement are pretty, pretty simple here. We go each decade, we decide what our faves and our least favorites are. Uh, if there is an underrated and or an overrated album, we name that as well. And then in between each decade, we'll play a snippet of a song that's representative of, of that decade. All right. So let's get her going with the 70s, where we have uh, five albums uh, to deal with, uh, going from the self-titled debut in 77 right through to On Parole in uh, late 1979. Uh, so, Jeff, uh, why don't we get uh, get going with your faves? Uh,
1: yeah, they're... There's only four albums from the seventies, though, aren't there? There's oh Upro, yeah, you're Bo- right, Motorhead,
0: sorry. It's Bomb, four
1: and Overkill. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so the each category will have one with no leftovers. So the uh, the best album, uh, Motorhead album in the seventies, I would say is Bomber. I uh, I know people always go with Overkill, um, but I, I this I think Bomber is more consistent. Um, it has also the personal virtue of being the first Motorhead album that uh, that you and I heard. Uh, I specifically remember you bringing it home uh, the same day you brought your new girlfriend home. So you had to be nice to her and you couldn't uh, uh, leave the room to listen to the album. So I grabbed it from under your arm and went and listened to it without you. And uh, when I came back, you just looked at me and said, is it good? And I just kind of shell shocked said, yeah, it's real good. <laughs>
0: I could hear it through rumbling through the the the, the floors <laughs> yeah.
1: it was uh it, it's uh it's just a, a very very consistent album uh I mean the probably the only song that I would call even close to being weak is uh step down um uh, with uh, Eddie will
0: uh, never be a lead singer
1: <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's just a bit of a slow song it, it's not bad but it's uh but it's not great uh, Stone deaf Forever, Talking Head, Dead Men Tell No Tales. It's just, the whole album is just great. Uh, second best I'd give to Overkill. Um, the Metropolis always dragged me down. I never really liked that song. It's kind of like stepped down for me. Uh, and then they always played it live too. I, I never understood. I kn- There's so many good songs on that album and they always played Metropolis. I, <laughs> I have no clue why. Um, but I
0: mean, you've got damage case limb from limb.
1: Again, just just another great album.
0: Yeah. So, well, um, you know, part of it, uh, I, I agree with you. And my my favorite is Bomber as well. So, as you said, it could be uh, you know on first blush, it could be because that was the first album that we bought, and that was in 1979. By that, uh, by the way, to the viewers out there, uh, you know, we bought this as a new album in '79, so we've been fans of the band since then. I've been following every, every album since then, huge fans here. Um, So you could say, oh, that's coloring your decision making. But when you look at it track by track, Bomber is clearly superior to Overkill. Uh, As you mentioned, there was uh, Metropolis, which is week one, but I I never really liked Capricorn either, Uh, so much so that. Um, you know, I always thought of Overkill as a uh, as a ten out of ten, but I'm bringing it down in my mind. I think it's more of a nine out of ten because of the Capricorn and Metropolis, and, and in, there's also an element of a little bit of datedness in my mind to Overkill compared to Bomber. Uh, bomber's more ref- refined. And um, the, the deep album stuff on Bomber, fuck, man. Uh, there's Sharpshooter, Poison, Stone Dead for a- uh, Forever, All the Aces, Talking Head, holy crap. You know, all this stuff that Motorhead hardly ever played live, you know, that's the, some of their best songs. I don't understand why they didn't uh, put them in their, uh, in their live sets. I, I just don't get it.
1: Yeah, I didn't get it either. It's a great album uh on to worst albums i mean uh, on parole has to be considered the worst i mean it's it's basically a demo it's not a real album it's just some cuttings from the i'm uh, glad
0: you said that because i wasn't going to include it in here but you argue that it should be included so don't blame it on me blame it on him it was released <laughs> as an album in the 70s it was recorded in the 70s unofficial
1: uh, was it unofficial? Yeah, it I mean, wasn't
0: it wasn't sponsored by the band. But yes, oh, well, they, they recorded, but you know, it was after the fact the record company at the time who had it saw the success of Overkill and Bomber and just threw it out there, right? Later yeah. on in 79.
1: Essentially uh, demo takes, but yeah.
0: uh, but I I still consider
1: it Motorhead's first album. Um, I mean, there's some, there's some good songs on it. I, I like On Parole. I know it's a little poppy, but it's uh, catchy. Uh, you've got Iron Horse and Lost Johnny and Leaving Here. I mean, there, there's some not bad songs on it. There's some crap too, but, uh, and then second worst, that has to be Motorhead, obviously, their first official album. Again, it's got Motorhead and Lost Johnny and Iron Horse, the same songs from On Parole, just kind of, uh, I mean, given how quickly that album was put together, it's hard to say it's better recorded, uh, but it's it, it's just, I think it's a little heavier for some reason. I think they were trying harder. Yeah. Uh, so Motorhead's a better
0: album, obviously, but it's still <laughs> Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. I, I find On Parole, especially if you do the comparisons of those, you know, the five tracks that are common on both albums, uh, the On Parole ones are light. It's almost like uh, rock and roll. You I know, think was, I
1: think Lemmy was uh, was still had his uh, uh, what's that band he was in the Hawkwind. Uh, Hawkwind. Yeah, I think he still had Hawkwind in his brain when that yeah. was being recorded. He was,
0: he was crooning a little bit, you know, and uh, and and uh, the guitarist, uh, you know, Wallace was playing there, not uh, Fast Eddie, right on 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 parole. A uh, different guitarist. And he 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 had more of a, a rock and roll guitar licks thrown in here and there. They gave it more of a rock and roll feel. Versus Motorhead, the same tracks back to back. It was more raucous. It was, you know, not just Lemmy. I think the band was, you know, heavier, heavied it up. Um, yeah. You know, uh, my fave track on On, on Parole is probably Leaving Here, but that's probably colored because I love Leaving Here Live. Another <laughs> version on that one was fucking amazing. Uh, but on the Motorhead album, I loved uh, Lost Johnny, Born to Lose, and the title track, uh, all good stuff. So what about, I already uh, pointed out that, uh, in my mind, Overkill is overrated. To me, um, you know, it's been immortalized, put up uh, as the holy grail of the 70s, right? Because the double bass drum title track. Uh, But again, I I just think the songs just aren't as good. And on the other hand, I think Underrated is Bomber for the same reasons that we talked about. Agreed. Yeah. So why don't we listen to a a track? Uh, What would you like to listen to? I'll leave it up to you. Okay, let's uh, let's listen to Sharpshooter. Let's uh, head into the 80s now where we have five albums that start uh, with 1980s Ace of Spades and then we end in 1987 with Rock and Roll. So your faves, Jeff.
1: Uh, the best has to be Ace of Spades. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be, but it is uh, from 1980. It's, uh, uh, it's one of the most important heavy metal albums of all time, in my opinion. It's not just great, it's influential. Um, To me, I I think when that album came out and had a certain level of popularity, even if it didn't sell a gazillion copies, it was still well-known in the heavy metal community. Uh, And it really did influence the thrash movement afterwards. Uh, People understood after this album came out that you could skip the ballads and everyone would think that that was just fine. As a matter of fact, you just fine. Yeah, you and I have been saying for years, why the hell is there a ballad on this album? I mean, that for every album, it was just, come on guys, I don't want them, you know? And it was hard to skip songs back in the days of vinyl. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: So uh, I think this album really broke the mold and uh, and every song's great. I mean, the weakest song is the chase is better than the catch and even that's not bad. Um, so it's, uh, it's just a, a really, really solid album. Second best, I would go with Another Perfect Day. Um, That would probably also be my most underrated album, although uh, it seems lately people are starting to appreciate it more, I think. Mm. Um, But it was, uh, but Another Perfect Day is uh, brilliantly written, brilliantly performed. Uh, The guitar is amazing from Brian Robertson. Um, It's, uh, uh, I mean, I, I remember you and I saw them on that tour. And, uh, and there was only about 500 people in the crowd, and I just couldn't understand it. It was such a brilliant album, and the tour was amazing, and, uh, and I just didn't understand why people didn't catch on to this album right away.
0: Yeah, it only took them like 30, dec- uh, 30 uh, years, three decades to get into, into it, but uh, so be it. We loved it right from the, the first time we listened to it. So again, uh, this isn't always the case. Uh, we have the same picks again. <laughs> Although in, in this case, I would say it's more of a 1A, 1B situation here. They're both perfect 10 out of 10s, you know, nothing you can hold against either. And they're both perfect. So one, one argument uh, uh, could be made if they know, knew our history, Jeff, that the first time we saw Motorhead was on the Ace of Spades uh, tour. Uh, Jeff and I saw them live twice in one night in uh, Toronto, an amazing uh, concert experience with the Anvil opening, just one of my fave uh, concerts of all time. So you could argue that our, our, we're, we're colored there as well, you know, that we always put uh, Ace of Spades on, on, you know, up as the grail because of that. But uh, as you said, uh, even if you push that off to the side, the songs don't lie here, as, as you said, uh, the chase is better than the catch is is the worst song on it, um, definitely the most commercial, but it's it's a great song, and the rest of it's just amazing. What always impressed me about Motorhead live, though, was I mean, you and I saw them how many times, a dozen
1: times, and uh, and. And the Chase is Better Than the Catch was really the only commercial hit I think they they had at any given time. They did it on the Ace of Spades tour, and then they dropped it for like a decade before yeah. we heard it again. Yeah. I, I Kudos
0: to Motorhead for doing that. They're the only ones who would. I always wondered, though, that maybe that was a Toronto thing. Uh, Tor- uh, Motorhead was huge in Toronto for, for anybody not in, uh, in the Toronto area. When the Ace of Spades came out um ace of spades and chase is better than the catch was on the radio all the time like it, it was almost mainstream <laughs> it was on and so uh i wonder if the chase is better than the cash isn't as much of a hit in other cities around the world and maybe motorhead just didn't include it because it wasn't that big of a hit other than here i i don't, I don't know okay. um and on to the another perfect day uh, as well as you said, uh, Robertson's uh, guitar work is amazing and and uh, actually one the solo on one track mind is probably one of my favorite guitar solos of all time. That extended workout on that one, wow, just just amazing. Uh, it's overall just a great mix of melodic guitar work uh, with rumbling aggressive bass. I just love it to death. So then off to the um, your least faves.
1: Uh, the least favorite would be uh, Rock and Roll from 88 or 87, I guess it was. Um, I, I'm not, a, I know you don't like this album particularly. Uh, I think I like it a little bit more. Um, it's still the worst of the decade, but uh, but songs like Trader, and Dogs and All For You and Boogeyman, uh, it's got some decent songs on it. And I like the title track too um it's just a little weaker it's uh, I don't know if they were trying to be commercial um it, it really it is a more of a rock and roll album after a band that was proto thrash for uh, for a lot of the uh 70s and 80s uh they really brought it down a notch but I'm a rock and roll fan too so it's you know I, I, I didn't mind it. It, it, it even though it wasn't a great album uh, the second worst would be Orgasmatron, um, but it's a, I like this album a lot. Uh, Deaf Forever is one of my favorite Motorhead songs. Uh, Nothing Up My Sleeve, Built for Speed. Um, I, I think it's a very good album. Um, and just underrated, I'd give a nod to uh, Iron Fist um they had problems on that tour i think i think uh, the toronto show was the second last show with uh, with fast eddie and you and i were at that show and it it wasn't the best motorhead show we've ever seen that's for
0: sure um but looking back at the album it wasn't their fault though eh? that that gig remember uh, it just the sound was terrible remember it sounded yeah. like an airplane landing on your head you couldn't differentiate between any of it uh, but then that, the, a film of that concert came out, and the sound was fine. So the soundboard was fine. It was just the the speakers in the stadium were just terrible. But the CNE Coliseum always had terrible sounding. But it the worst for Motorhead for sure. Yeah,
1: but I, I think I think because the band was kind of falling apart a little bit at that time, Iron Fist gets ignored, and uh, it, it, it is a very good album looking back on it.
0: Sure. Well. I could say ditto on everything you just said there uh, for faves and, and underrated. On the rock and roll uh, album side, um, uh, the, I like the, the attempts at a little bit more melody, like on uh, All For You and Blackheart. I just, yeah, those two songs, are, they're probably some of my favorites on it because it was so different. Um, in fact, I would say I've, I'd even like that album more if they had more of that because it was so, so different compared uh, uh, to the rest of the material. Uh, but, you know, overall, I found the songwriting on rock and roll's a tad not as good as the rest of the decade. I, I'd still give it a seven out of ten. I'm you know, it's not a bad album. Um, and on Org- Orgasmatron, uh, in my mind, I always think of this album as the album with great songs, but bad production. I just found that production is weak. It's it's it. it um, uh, Lemming's bass sounds muted. Uh, the guitars uh, don't have that, you know, up your butt attitude uh, so really if this was to be uh you know um remastered i'd be interested in hearing it uh because i think the songs stand out there that's why i still I give it like an eight out of ten uh and an iron fist yeah I totally agree with you this is an album that uh, you could say another perfect day but as you pointed out i think people are coming around to that more uh so i'm hoping that people come around more to iron fist as well as over time Uh, So why don't we listen to something from Iron Fist? Uh, Anything uh, that you'd like to hear? Uh, No, you go for it. Okay, we're going to listen to Heart of Stone. You see Okay, on to the 90s now where we have six albums that start uh, in 1991 with 1916 and then we end off in 1998 with Snake Bite Love. So okay, Jeff, your two faves.
1: Um, well, I'm just going to start off by saying the 90s is Motorhead's worst decade. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff in here I'm going, what were they thinking? Um, the uh, The best album in my opinion is 1916 uh i think they even won a grammy for this album if,
0: uh, i think they remember that yeah
1: yeah it's the only grammy they ever it won. might have been
0: and, for the album cover not the uh, music though you never know <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh but i mean it's got
1: ramones shut you down no voices in the sky which is uh, uh, similar to all for you from rock and roll in my opinion um i'm so bad baby i don't care there's just there's lots of great stuff the title track Uh, is one of the ballads Motorhead did really well. There's a handful they do uh, really well and that's one of them. I, uh, uh, behind me are hundreds of military history books. Uh, So I find 1916 as a song very poignant. I like it a lot. Um, Second best, uh, I would go with Bastards. Um, On Your Feet or On Your Knees, Burner, Death or Glory, uh, I Am The Sword. Uh, not a not a it's it's not as good as 1916 it's not even close uh there's some stuff on it that's uh, a little plodding for my uh taste but of the the rest of the albums of that decade it's the second best but there's just after in my opinion after 1916 there's not a lot to pick from in the 90s it's just a, a bad decade for motorhead
0: Interesting. We are uh, on opposite planes on this one. Um, I'm going to have to start with the most overrated song because it leads into my favorite. Um, I would say the most overrated is Bastards. Um, it was it was at the time it was lauded as the big comeback for the band at, at the at the time. Um, but uh, to me, you know, you listen to the first three songs and you go, "Holy crap, Motorhead's back!" I totally agree. The rest of the album is not very good. Would have made a great EP, but, you know, I, I'm sorry. It's just not consistent enough. In my, in my, in my mind, uh, there's Don't Let Daddy Kiss Me and <laughs> Born to Rave Hell. Oh, that's some bad shit there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's got On Your Feet or On Your Knees, Burner and Death or Glory. That, those are obvious, you know, to me, Motorhead classics. But eh. so anyway, that leads into my fave being Sacrifice it's the album that followed bastards and really to me th- this is what bastards pertains to be this was the comeback album in my mind uh for motorhead in in the 90s and uh really what what stands out for me is the deep album tracks especially the uh, side two you've got don't waste your time in another time out of the sun holy like just some of my uh fave 90s motorhead stuff there uh, then on as my second favorite, I would look to 1916, um, the same uh, album as that you have as your number one. Um, to me, I always think of this one as 1916, as the one who set uh, that set the template for Motorhead albums going forward. You know, it's the one that introduced the variety. You know, you have a war dirge, a ballad, a rock and roller, and then your usual Motorhead pounders, um, you know, so hey, kudos to them, you know, coming up with something in 1916, and then that really set the tone for the rest of the 30 years, in my mind, because it basically followed the same approach.
1: I, I agree with what you're saying, only I would say that after the 90s, they uh, did a good job of perfecting it, because in the 90s, I find those albums forgettable. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what about that, your least fave, then?
1: Uh, March or Die, I mean... It, one's going to say that it's probably the most detested album of the Motorhead catalog by the fans, uh, rightly so. Um, I mean, Stan's, uh, "Stand" uh, is a good song, uh, too good, too good to be true. I like name in veins. Okay. Um, but the rest of it is entirely forgettable. If not just outright crap. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the cover of Cat Scratch Fever is just so awful. Motorhead are the worst cover band in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they can take any great song and make it shit. I just don't understand why they do that. Uh, but they, they do it often. And they can be counted it, on every time. It badly. It just, hasn't anyone ever told Lemmy to write his own stuff?
0: Because the, the, when they do a cover, they do it really badly. I'd be interested to know, actually, you brought that up how much did Lemmy really write of the music? You know, to me, it's never been that in clear. About... Year,
1: in the later years, he just wrote the lyrics and uh, uh, Mickey D and Wizzo did the musical writing. for the But in
0: part. the 90s, like, like how much, I, I'd really like to hear that clearly because I've never read or heard anybody say clearly how much was the lyrics versus music written by whom in each decade? Because that would be interesting to me. The impression I got the same as you is that musically, he, he didn't really write that much. It was just the lyrics. So, and I'm, I'm a music guy. Uh, and the lyrics are secondary to me. So, you know, uh, kudos to Wizzo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my second,
1: second worst I go with overnight sensation from 96. I mean, <sighs> civil wars, top tier stuff. Uh, but I just, uh, I find, I find it plodding. Um, It's, it's not awful. It's not like March or Die, but it's just there's nothing memorable in there. When I when I look back on it, I had to actually spin this one to try and remember the songs because it's like March or Die, I just don't play it. And and I on my anthology CDs, most of this just didn't make the cut. So Mm -hmm. I had to listen to it again, because I just, I don't know it that well. Mm -hmm. I wasn't impressed 20 years later, either. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I, I definitely agree with you. March or Die is is really, in my mind, the only bad album in the Motorhead discography. Uh, and I mean, really bad, like I uh, only give it a four out of 10. Um, you know, it was obviously a com- uh, attempt at commercialism and it, it just fell on its uh, flat on its face and good on them because now it forced them to go back to the good stuff after that. Um, but i i guess it shows that everybody fails at least once in their life so uh motorhead that was their you know their stumble so the, the second least fave you know i couldn't pick one because you know bastards overnight sensation and Sna- snakebite love um are all seven out of tens for me I, I i like them a little more than you obviously but you know there really isn't that much differentiate each of them to say which one i uh, you know hated less (laughs) or liked least so anyway why don't we listen to something from one of the the 90s album what would you like cat scratch fever (laughs) no original song (laughs) i'll let you pick all right Uh, the one to sing the blues all right Okay, off to the uh, 2000s we go, where we have five albums, uh, starting with We Are Motorhead in uh, 2000, and Motorizer in 2008. Uh, Your faves?
1: I just just want to say, generally, going back to what we were talking about in the 90s, uh, you pointed out that the Motorhead had kind of a formula going forward from 1916, and you're right, they did do that, uh, they followed that formula for the rest of their career. I just find in the 2000s and even in the 2010s that they just performed better in, on these albums for my taste. I think the songs are better written, the temples are a little quicker um, and just generally I, they seem less lethargic to me than they did in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, my favorite from the 2000s would be Inferno. Uh, I absolutely love that album, uh, Terminal Show, uh, Killers in the Name of Tragedy. I just, from start to finish, I just love Inferno. It, uh, It's probably, in my opinion, it's their best album. Uh, I'm taking a look at my list now just to make sure I'm not talking out my hat. It's probably their best album since... Uh, since Brian uh, Robertson left the band, hmm. uh, it's uh, it's just it's got all attitude all the time, and uh, and the songs are catchy. Uh, second, I would go with We Are Motorhead. Um, uh, See me burning, stay out of jail, and who could forget that cover of God Save the Queen?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, in defense of that one, that is the best of their covers, even though it's not very good. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but
1: but God save the Queen. I mean, you and I are a big Pistols fan, and that that song is all about attitude, sneering, uh, disgust, and, and Lemmy. Uh, the, the the It's the pace is a little too slow. It's not chaotic enough, and Lemmy doesn't sound nearly pissed off enough. Mm. So,
0: and and Lemmy sounds
1: pissed off all the time. So yeah. I, I'm just not sure why he couldn't figure out that this this song needed him to sound angry and yeah. and he doesn't he sounds boring.
0: well he wasn't trying to ape johnny rotten i don't know what he was trying to do
1: <laughs> so i don't know either but but we are motorhead uh, from 2000 and uh, 2000 i think it is is uh, it's a very good album um not as good as inferno but uh, but i like it a lot
0: so for me uh, my fave is uh we are motorhead uh, I think it's the uh, the best Motorhead album of the 2000s and, you know, uh, the OOs and the 10s in my mind, just a great album. Uh, tons of deep album cuts, like you pointed out. Uh, the title track is amazing. One of my favorite songs of all time, probably uh, from Motorhead, probably in my top five. Um, then, the, as you point out, See Me Burning, but there's also uh, Stay Out of Jail and Out to Lunch. Just great, great stuff there. And my second favorite, uh, is Inferno. So swapping, uh, your picks there. Um, and yeah, what sticks out to me is the same thing that you pointed out. It's, it just seems to be more urgent. And, uh, I think that ties in because that was Cameron, uh, Webb's first, uh, time at the producer's chair. So, um, I think he really gave him a kick up the rump side and, uh, you know, other than the Terminal Show and Killers, as you pointed out, I love uh, Life's a Bitch and Smiling Like a Killer, just uh, great stuff. Yeah. What about your least faves?
1: Uh, Least favorite, I go with Hammered from 2002. There's there's some good songs on this, Walk a Crooked Mile, Down the Line, Brave New World. There's like, I'd say there's four or five of what I consider to be top tier Motorhead songs on this album, so it's not awful by any stretch. Um, but just comparing it to the other uh, albums, it's just uh, not quite as good. Uh, second worst, I'd say, is Motorizer. Uh, same, same, I mean, as you pointed out earlier, it's got the formula going. I mean, Run Around Man, Buried Alive, Rock Out. Uh, it's just got a few more songs on it uh, uh, that are better than Hammered. Um, and I want to put in an underrated for Kiss of Death from 2006, Um, I mean, it's got Sucker, One Night Stand, Devil I Know, Trigger, Under the Gun. Uh, Actually, again, I I listened to kind of anthology CDs I put together myself, but uh, when I was listening to this, just to check out some of the songs I didn't remember as well, I was kind of surprised how good Kiss of Death actually was. Hmm. Um, I haven't listened to that, you know, uh, like the whole album from start to finish in quite a while, so... I'll throw that in as an underrated
0: okay well then my least fave is actually uh motorizer um i'd only give that a six out of ten um i find it light on the songwriting and they actually sound uninterested uninspired um on that album uh compared to the rest of the albums in the o's um again not bad uh, but just didn't you know grab me as much as the other ones and i, I again i'm in the same position with my second lease that you know Hammered and Kiss of the Death that could be either one that, uh, that I put them, you know, both as sevens out of tens. Nothing really differentiates between them. Good albums, you know, but they're not as good as We Are Motorhead and, and uh, Inferno. For sure. So, do you, is there anything you'd want to listen to specifically in the O's? Uh,
1: put in Smiling Like a Killer.
0: Okay.
2: Killer! In the, house. In the Smile, smile, smile. Killers, so hard.
0: Smiling at your On to the 10s, the final decade of uh, recorded work from Motorhead. Uh, we only have three albums here. Uh, the World Is Yours from 2010, Aftershock from 2013, and bad magic, the last one in two thousand fifteen. Uh, so why don't we just do, uh, you know, our fave and least fave on this one? Do one, two, three. There's only three of them. Okay. The um, the I, I was looking
1: at this and uh, uh, and I, I I was listening to them again because I don't know these albums as well as I know the other ones just because they were somewhat newer and uh, a lot of it didn't make it onto my anthologies that I made a long time ago. Um, so I was listening to them again just to try and remember all the songs uh, and I and I kept switching the rankings one two and three. I just eh, 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 I don't know, you know, it's uh, They're almost interchangeable mm-hmm. um, They're 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 all good. The none of them are oh my god, that's great not like inferno um, uh, Just for the sake of having to pick I, I picked uh, the world is yours first um, Uh, I mean, what do we got there? Born to Lose, I Know How to Die, Get Back in Line, Rock and Roll Music, Bye Bye, Bitch, Bye Bye. Um, I I guess I thought when I was listening to it, it just had more uh, top quality stuff than the other albums, but really there's not much to pick. Two, I'd take Bad Magic, their last last album, uh, Victory or Die, Thunder and Lightning, um, Shoot Out All Your Lights. Uh, and who can forget the magical Rolling Stones cover of "Sympathy for the Devil"? <laughs> <were> Thank <they> you. <laughs> don't understand that. They're, I mean, they could have picked respectable, or from some girls, or some really. Well, oh, they would
0: have screwed that up too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I would have liked to hear Motorhead trying to cover Respectable. Maybe they could have done something. It doesn't doesn't
0: matter. They might as well have done an ABBA song. It really (laughs) wouldn't have mattered. (laughs) Yep. And
1: then last, then, has to be Aftershock. Um, I I mean, Heartbreaker, Coup de Gras, of Time. It's it's a little formulaic, um, uh, but, but by this point, they all are. Uh, so I, I don't see a great difference between any of the three.
0: Yeah, well, on that theme, um, the last five albums there was Kiss of Death and Motorizer from 2006 and 2008, and then the three albums we're talking about in 2010s. To me, they are identical. They're they're all seven out of tens. They all sound the same. Uh, they all have the fall the same template that we talked about. Uh, they're not bad albums. It's just that you know. If you were to play any song from all those five albums, I'd go, ah,
1: yeah, if one you, of yeah, them. No,
0: yeah, if you played
1: if you played a song from any of those albums and asked me which album it was from, I couldn't possibly tell yeah. you.
0: It, it, it's not to say it's, it's bad. It's just, you know, they're the same. But, you know, uh, to me, uh, if I had to rank them, I'd say The World is Yours and Aftershock, you know, they're one, two, two, one, doesn't really matter to me. I only put Bad Magic as as the last, the least fave, just because the connotation of, of Lemmy's health there. And, uh, you know, the vocals, you could hear in there that he's a little weak, you know. He's not the same full, full-blooded full roar before. Um, it's a good performance, but it's different. You can tell he's on his way down. Um, so I always put that off. You know, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I want to remember <laughs> a full roar and, you know, Lemmy. And- You're
1: 100% right. You can hear Lemmy is struggling uh, on the vocals. But uh, but the reason I put it second, actually, was because I, um, I, I've only listened to this album a handful of times. Um, but the but I, when I was listening to it again, I, I was actually a little surprised. The tempo was very quick on a lot of these songs. They actually did try and pick it up. Uh, I mean, given that Lemmy was clearly expiring soon, even if he didn't know it, you um, would have almost expected a lot of dirges, a lot of slow stuff, a lot of "Oh, I'm in for my grave." But uh, but it isn't it isn't like that. It's uh, it's actually very quick and. Uh, kind of a beat. Uh that's why I liked it a little bit better than Aftershock.
0: Yeah. I have to say I think that was the album that had the best guitar work from Wizzo too if memory serves. There's one of those last three where I should have gone back and listened to it again more closely, but uh Wizzo really had one album in there uh that's sort of differentiated from the rest cuz they let him do a lot more lead guitar work and I thought he he had a really good performance on there. But otherwise the songs were, were basically the same. uh so is there any specific song you want to hear from uh this decade well
1: it'd probably be apropos to go with uh bye bye bitch bye bye
0: right on All right, so we've gone through the five decades here. Uh, So so Jeff, before we go, just just a quick thought there on on, uh, when you think back about the Motorhead discography, uh, what comes to mind uh, when you think of uh, Motorhead?
1: Um, I guess I would say that, I mean, most people will say that their best years were the 70s and 80s. And I think there's no question that that has to be agreed with. Uh, The quality of the albums did go down over time um, and it kind of plateaued at uh, good to very good. It never, except for March or Die, it never really got bad. Um, For me, uh, as as I've said repeatedly, uh, I do do anthologies. What I do is take a band with a big catalog. I just take all the songs I even like a little bit and throw them on my own homemade CDs because I'm still a CD guy. Uh, and what stucks, strikes me about Motorhead is um, I think I did my anthology in around 2010, I don't know, 10 or 12 or something around then, uh, around that time. And I actually got eight CDs out of their catalog. Now, uh, for comparison, say UFO with a similar number of albums got five CDs. Nazareth only got three. Um, Aerosmith got three, uh, ACDC got four kind of thing, Um, but so what that tells me is that um, there are a lot of good songs, a lot of deep album cuts that are very good if you look for them and extract them. Um, So even later albums that are, as you said, sevens out of tens, if you cut out the four or five songs that aren't great, you're still left with a handful of really good Motorhead songs on every album, even the average albums.
0: Yep. Hence why uh, they're one of the greatest bands of all time. Yep. Okay, anything else before we sign off? Nope. All right. Well, thanks for joining us and helping us through this. And uh, thank you. Uh, for uh, joining us here and remember to check in every Monday for our new release Mondays. Uh, Tuesdays, we have our in 40 minute episodes. Uh, Wednesdays, we usually have uh, our uh, album reviews written. Uh, And on Thursdays is our best ofs, top tens, that sort of thing. And Fridays, we post some live videos. Uh, So thank you very much. And remember to check our website www.themightydecibel.com. Have a great one. Bye. All right. Thank you very much.